Radio Music Now presents The Violin's Magical Melody, Scribbles and Friends Imagination Blanket Series. Written by Terika Lynn Swangin. Performed for you by Anthony Richardson. Scribbles awoke to the aroma of breakfast and smiled. Winter was over and spring had come to Greenvale County. He could barely contain his excitement. Today was Greenvale County's annual kite race, and this was the first year that Scribbles and his two best friends, Tiger and Gemma, were old enough to enter. As he gazed out of his bedroom window, he remembered what his mummy and daddy had said as they tucked him in the previous night. Mummy and I will be there to cheer you children on, his daddy said. Just remember to do your best, his mummy encouraged. We will be proud of you no matter what. Scribbles dressed quickly, made his bed, removed the kite from the safety of his toy chest and raced down to the kitchen to find a note from his mummy, taped to the refrigerator door. Scribbles read the note aloud. Good morning, Scribbles. I went to the market to buy chocolate chips to put in the pancake batter. Daddy is out in the shed if you need anything. I will be back soon. Love, Mommy. Scribbles looked at the bare kitchen table and knew what to do. He placed the kite on the bench near the kitchen door and without hesitation went to the cupboard, like he had done many times before, and carefully removed three medium-sized juice glasses and three straws. He sat them down on the kitchen table and poured the freshly squeezed orange juice his mummy had left on the counter into each of the glasses. Next, he sat three large plates on the table, pulled out the drawer that housed the utensils and carefully removed three forks, three butter knives and three napkins. Once the table was set, Scribbles opened the refrigerator and removed a plate of freshly churned soft butter and a bottle of whipped cream. Moments later, his mummy returned home and Daddy came in from the shed, leaving his muddy boots at the door. In no time at all, breakfast was ready and in even less time, it was finished. Scribbles helped clear the table and while his mummy and Daddy washed and dried the dishes, he started his chores. Scribbles had barely finished the rest of his work when Gemma arrived. Hello, Gemma, Scribbles said. Hello, Scribbles, Gemma greeted. Scribbles, you and Gemma sit in the garden and wait for Tiger, while I pack a picnic lunch for the race, Mummy suggested from the kitchen. Scribbles and Gemma took their kite into the garden, tied the long kite string around the base of the patio chair and carefully rested the kite on the patio table so that it wouldn't fly away. Then they sat in a shady spot underneath the apple tree. I wonder where Tiger could be, said Scribbles, looking around. I'm right here, said Tiger, startling his friends. Scribbles and Gemma looked up to see Tiger hanging from a tree limb. What are you doing up there? asked Gemma. Picking an apple, of course, Tiger grinned. Clutching the stem of the juicy fruit between his teeth, he climbed down to join his friends. I can't wait for the race, said Scribbles. Me either, agreed Tiger. Yesterday, I was sitting in the tree outside of Beaver's hardware store, 
imagining my routine for my grandfather's martial arts studio open house next month, when I overheard Madame Moo tell Mr. Beaver that she will give first place winners their favorite ice cream sundae, and the second place winners receive their favorite ice cream cone. Ice cream from Madame Moo's ice cream shop would be a wonderful treat, squealed Gemma. Oh, I hope we win first place, Scribbles added. You're entering the kite race with that, snickered a familiar voice. The three friends turned to see the skunk brothers, Randy and Riley, leaning against the garden gate, glaring at their kite. When the twins are around, mischief never seems that far behind. Of course, Scribbles said firmly. We worked all winter on it. I can't wait for everyone to see it. If I were you, said Randy, and I'm sure glad I'm not, I would be embarrassed to race with that kite. I agree, teased Riley. I saw some of the other kites and yours doesn't stand a chance. When the judges see that, they are going to laugh, he added as he straightened out his crooked glasses. Not just the judges, added Randy, the whole county. <laughs> Good luck, the skunk brothers called back as they ran down the lane, laughing loudly. Children, announced Scribble's mummy from the kitchen. We will be leaving soon. Oh no, Gemma panicked. We can't enter the race now. You heard what Randy and Riley Skunk said. Scribbles and Tiger agreed. We could hide, suggested Tiger. Where? asked Scribbles. Imagination Land is a nice place to visit, said a strange, friendly voice. Who said that? Gemma asked. The three friends looked around but saw no one. I did, said the voice again. Look down. Scribbles, Tiger and Gemma looked down to find that a green blanket had blown into the garden. Who are you? asked Scribbles. In the middle of the blanket, a face appeared. My name is Jory and I'm an imagination blanket. What is an imagination blanket? asked Gemma. With my help, the magic words and your creativity, you can go on wonderful, fantastic adventures throughout Imagination Land, he said. That sounds great. What do we have to do? asked Scribbles. Say the magic words. One, two, three, imagine, and I will do the rest, explained Jory. When you are ready to come home, simply say one, two, three, home. Are you ready? Yes, they chimed. Everyone sit on my blanket, then close your eyes and think about going to Imagination Land, instructed Jory. The friends sat on the blanket, closed their eyes and thought very hard. Now, say the magic words loud and clear. One, two, three, imagine, they yelled. Instantly, Scribbles, Tiger and Gemma travelled to Imagination Land. Look, commented Tiger when they arrived. Everyone turned toward a sign that read, Welcome to Imagination Land, where your imagination makes all your dreams possible. Where is Jory? asked Gemma. Here I am, answered Jory from the ground. To everyone's amazement, Jory had turned himself into a green map of Imagination Land. You can change shape, asked Scribbles, bending down to pick up Jory. In Imagination Land, I can change into a map, explained Jory. 
I will always be here to guide you through your adventure. In the distance, Scribbles heard a beautiful melody. It sounded like a violin. Then he heard something else. Someone is crying, Gemma said. Over here, Tiger called. The friends discovered a girl puppy in a fancy pink party dress, sitting in a nearby grassy meadow. Hello, what is your name? asked Scribbles. My name is Harmony, the puppy sniffed. Nice to meet you, Harmony. My name is Scribbles. This is Tiger and Gemma. Why are you crying? Because I want to enter the music festival contest, but I'm frightened, answered Harmony. What are you afraid of? asked Tiger. That my melodies won't be special enough to win, wailed Harmony, holding up her violin. Why not? asked Gemma. Because an elf entered the contest with her magic flute, and everyone loves her songs. My music can't compete with that. I would need the legendary magic violin to win now, and I don't know where to find it, explained Harmony. Maybe Verity can help, suggested Jory. She is a fairy who cares for magical instruments. Where can we find Verity? asked Scribbles. She lives at Verity Pond, Jory said. Just follow the map. Don't worry, Harmony. We will help you find the violin you need, comforted Tiger. The three friends, Jory and Harmony, started their journey. They travelled over a very tall mountain and around the base of an angry volcano. They hiked through the thick, scary woods and sneaked past the cave of sleeping bats. Finally, they reached Verity Pond. Why, hello, children. Welcome to my pond, greeted Verity. What brings you here? Harmony tried to speak, but looked away shyly instead. Scribbles spoke up for his new friend. We are on a quest in search of the legendary magic violin, explained Scribbles. Jory says you might have it, finished Tiger. Why do you need the violin? Verity asked. Harmony needs the magic violin so that her melodies can be special enough to win the music festival contest, explained Gemma. You children are very brave to have come so far. I do indeed have the magic violin, said Verity. She flicked her wand and the legendary magic violin appeared. Greetings, little ones. Cornelius Bernard is my name. Winning music competitions is my game, said the magic violin, bowing his scroll to the children. Then he played a short, fast-paced melody. Wow! Harmony exclaimed. She gave her old violin to Gemma and held the magic violin gently in her paws. That elf won't stand a chance now. Thank you for the wonderful gift, Verity. Oh, it is not a gift. I cannot simply give you the violin, Harmony. You must earn it, she explained. How do I do that? asked Harmony eagerly. If you close your eyes and listen, you will hear the restless cries of the north wind. Go to the echoing cliffs. If you can play a melody that will calm the north wind, then you can keep the violin, Verity instructed. 
Harmony, Scribbles, Tiger, Gemma, Jory and Cornelius travelled to the echoing cliffs. As they walked closer, the north wind's cries grew louder. Harmony knew exactly which melody she wanted to play. She chose a lullaby her grandmother hummed to her every night before bedtime. Harmony attempted to play, but Cornelius had other plans. He began to play a fast beat tempo instead. The north wind's cries grew louder and louder. No, Harmony, Gemma scolded. Play something more soothing. That wasn't me, Harmony explained. It was Cornelius. Harmony tried once more to play her lullaby, but Cornelius played what he wanted. Cornelius, Scribbles groaned. Please let Harmony play her grandmother's lullaby. Lullabies are boring. They won't win music competitions. All they do is make you calm and sleepy, Cornelius said. That is exactly what we are trying to do now, said Tiger. Calm the north wind. No, no, no. I don't want to play a lullaby. If everyone is asleep, how can they possibly appreciate my musical genius? He bragged. Cornelius broke free from harmony and continued to play on his own. As he played his magical music louder and louder, the north wind's moans became louder and louder. Oh, now he is just showing off! bellowed a frustrated harmony over the wind's cries. It was obvious that Cornelius wasn't listening and would not cooperate. He would never give harmony a turn to play her melody. Maybe you should try playing your grandmother's lullaby with your old violin, suggested Scribbles. I couldn't possibly do that, protested harmony. Not without help, not on my own. Why not? asked Gemma. Your music is wonderful. It is what brought us to you. Gemma gave Harmony her old violin. Don't be afraid, Harmony. You can do it, encouraged Tiger. Harmony lifted her violin, closed her eyes and began to play her grandmother's beautiful, soothing lullaby. As she played, her fears faded away. The sound of her music began to multiply until her solo echoed a symphony. Cornelius stopped playing and started complaining, but no one paid him any attention. Slowly, the north wind's cries began to fade until all that was left was a calm silence.
You did it! exclaimed Tiger. Yay, Harmony! clapped Gemma. Verity will be so pleased! beamed Scribbles. And she was. Good job, Harmony. The magic violin is yours to keep, praised Verity. Thank you, but if you don't mind, I would like to keep my old violin instead, stated Harmony. Why? she asked. I thought you wanted to win the music contest. Not if I have to rely on someone else's talent, Harmony said, placing the magic violin in the fairy's hands. Goodbye, Cornelius Bernard. Cornelius was too busy deciding what to play for his next big concert to hear Harmony's farewell. I am happy you feel that way, said Verity. Verity is a truth fairy, explained Jory. She helps children, like yourselves, see what is real. The truth, Harmony, Verity finished, is that you never needed a magic violin. Your melodies are special because you love to play them. No amount of magic can ever replace hard work, practice and confidence. You should embrace your talent and be proud to play your songs whether you win or lose the contest. Scribbles furrowed his eyebrows deep in thought. Does the same apply to kite racing? he asked. Especially kite racing, smiled Verity. Goodbye, Verity, said the children. Goodbye, said Verity. Harmony, Scribbles, Tiger, Gemma and Jory journeyed back to the music festival. It's time to go, said Jory. Harmony waved goodbye to her new friends. Good luck, they called, as each one grabbed a corner of Jory's map and closed their eyes tight. One, two, three, home, they commanded. Instantly, the friends returned to the apple tree in Scribble's garden. Jory turned back into a green blanket. I must leave you now, said Jory. Will we ever see you again? asked Scribbles. Oh yes, exclaimed Jory. I love going on imaginative adventures. Goodbye, my friends, and remember to use your imagination to make your dreams possible. Goodbye, Jory, and thank you, the children called as Jory blew away in the breeze. Scribbles, Tiger and Gemma took their kite and sat at the table in a far corner of the garden. I guess the race is over, Gemma said sadly. Children, Scribbles' mommy called out of the kitchen window. The wind is really picking up now. It's time to go race your kite. We haven't missed the kite race, Tiger exclaimed. Scribbles and Gemma smiled brightly. Are you still here? Riley asked from behind the garden gate. I thought you would have found a good hiding spot by now, added Randy. Scribbles and his friends glared at the Skunk Brothers, then quickly looked at each other. Why would we hide? asked Tiger. The race will be starting soon and we don't want to be late, added Scribbles. You're not worried that the whole town will laugh? asked Randy. No, because we worked hard on our kite, said Gemma. And we are proud to race our kite no matter what, finished Tiger. You can come with us if you like, invited Scribbles. Randy and Riley gave each other a quick, nervous glance. Uh, no thanks, answered Randy and Riley. The Skunk Brothers ran down the lane once more, but this time they were not laughing. <laughs>
Scribbles, Tiger and Gemma shrugged quizzically. Let's go and have some fun, Scribbles said to Tiger and Gemma. And that is exactly what they did. As the Skunk Brothers licked their favourite ice cream cones, they watched the three friends through Madame Moo's ice cream shop window eat their favourite double chocolate, peanut butter cookies and cream sundae with whipped cream and a cherry on top. Scribbles, Tiger and Gemma agreed that winning may not be the most important thing, but an ice cream victory never tasted so delicious. The End This is Anthony Richardson, overvoice.co.uk. We hope you have enjoyed this audiobook production of The Violin's Magical Melody, Scribbles and Friends Imagination Blanket Series, written by Terika Lynn Swangin. This programme was executive produced and directed by Lee Pritchard, MediaMusicNow.com and associate produced and directed by Terika Lynn Swangin. To purchase this and other books by this author, please visit tlskidsbooks.com. Copyright Notice. This audiobook is protected by copyright and other intellectual property laws. All rights are reserved or licensed by their respective copyright owners. Copyright.